Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 33, Minute 33. Hey everyone, it's Dan. What was happening? Oh yeah, Chris was looking for Tommy. Linda and Tracy were watching Forever Evil. And at the end of the previous minute, uh, Linda kind of snuck up on Chris and scared her at the front door. Listen up. Scaring the shit out of me? Well, I just wanted to see what was going on. I don't know what's going on. El Creepo seems to have vanished into thin air. Looks like another summer full of practical jokes. Yeah, well, be careful getting undressed. If Tommy sees you, it might scare him stiff or something. Hey, that doesn't sound like such a bad idea. Very tacky, Tracy, but you get points for trying hard. Richard! (laughs) You jerk. That's not even funny. You scared the shit out of me. Stop it and get your... I think, I think you really get to see the the difference between whatever it is this freaking film is shot on when it cuts from the um, you scared the shit out of me that really and then it cut and then the voices stop and as it goes from the hallway and the hallways are always like like they're shot on eight millimeter or something and the, the sound the sink is always a little off and they just look look like gunge absolute gunge and so. You, you get the moment in the hallway and then it immediately cuts to inside um, Linda's bedroom where the camera sort of pans around and it's, it's actually quite nice because it's sort of it, it pans around, I've got a plane right here and it pans slowly around and it reveals Tommy's body still hanging there with the closet door open and then um, Billy and Tracy sort of fall into the room and Tracy knocks the door shut and not, he she falls over and Billy has a Budweiser belt on, which is like he's got like a bunch of Budweisers um, attached to his belt. But it's it's kind of uh, you can really see the difference between what some of this film is shot on, which is that ugly hallway where the sync sound is off, to this, which almost looks like um uh, like Valhalla or something uh, in comparison. Um, yeah. And they, they, they leave a lot of lights on in this house. I see the lights are still on in the bathroom. Chris should have turned those off. Well, she got mad at Tommy pretty quick. I do like, you know, as 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 sort of gloriously... I don't even want to say inept. What does inept mean? I need to look that up. Is in, is in, inept very different from inept? I'll, I'll come back to you next time. But just, just how wonderfully, gloriously goofball this film is... <clears throat> I think that is a nice moment. We suddenly cut to inside, it pans around, you see Tommy's body, and then they knock the door closed, thereby, therefore sort of sealing off the um, that for the moment. Because who's going to go in there but Linda? And Linda's nowhere nearby there, and she ain't probably gonna, ain't going to go in there tonight. So, so I like that very much. I think that's very nice. Um, uh, hey, El Creepo. Oh, poor El Creepo. Well, let's... There, the, I, one, I am wondering... I'm wondering aloud, 
wondering aloud why Linda goes to the front door to see what Chris is up to. In the previous minute, Chris, uh, Linda and Tracy are watching Forever Evil. Well, he didn't come through here, says Linda. She seems completely uninterested in what Chris is up to, apart from the fact that possibly there are a couple of guys running around the house, her mom is there, her dad might be home soon, and apparently they've taken a bedspread. But she seems completely uninterested in whatever it is that Chris is is sort of yattering on about. And yet, for the sake of a cheap scare, they have her wander like like so so Chris goes over there and he's she's there for like 15, 20 seconds at the door. And Linda kind of gets up and and the thing is that when when Chris is looking out the door, we can see through to the the room where where Tracy and Linda are. And, but then suddenly Linda just appears. I don't understand why Linda cared. I don't understand why Linda um, felt the need to find... I just want to find out what was going on. And why is she doing that creep? Now, now she wasn't actually... I don't know if she was creeping up on anyone when she was in the hallway upstairs. It's, um... I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's almost, um... If this movie had a mystery to it, then the mystery would be, is Linda the killer or something like that? But here it's just like Linda is just in these spots and, you know... And, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a weird moment because you, yeah, you don't know why. I mean, you think Tracy because Tracy's expecting Billy and Linda's not sure what to expect from Scott. So you think Tracy would be the one, but Tracy's so blasé except for like 10 seconds later when Chris walks by and then suddenly um uh Tracy uh, gets up and and goes and decides to go I like get undressed. I don't understand what get undressed is. All she has on is is like a t-shirt and shorts and probably, you know, underpants. Um but but she's isn't she undressed already? Is she going to take off the jean the shorts or or when she goes to sleep? I don't know. Um I mean, I guess she's going up to um to bed there, but hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's uh, you know, this way madness lies. If you try to figure out exactly what is making sense of what isn't making sense in the last slumber party, because especially talking about it minute by minute, you see the wonderful things and uh, that contradict as they go along. And, and and I say this from pure love. I adore this film. I've shown this film to so many people. We've had such a good time. I wish I was at that screening that they did at the Alamo Draft House. You can't have everything. Uh, I just, you know, I, yeah, I'm just, I, I just adore. So let's, let's talk more about the minute here. Might scare you stiff or something. Very tacky, Tracy. But you get points for trying hard. That doesn't sound so bad. I, you know, I don't know why, why uh, Tracy actually gets, it's, it's funny. There are more people going into rooms, sitting down and then suddenly leaving rooms, going into another room for a few minutes and then going back to another room. Uh, than, than any other movie. And I do like Linda is really interested in Forever Evil. Chris could kind of care less. And um, I mean, I guess it's the surprise that this is going to be another summer of, of practical jokes and, and, and junk. Um, is it a surprise with these guys? And again, I, I would think another summer implies that this won't be the last summer, which would be the senior year. So I still say that they're juniors, even though they, they look like they might be slightly older than that. <laughs> It's just gals having fun with guys hanging around, and I like how I, I Billy Billy he has a uh, mask on, some sort of uh, sort of black mask over his face, and it's it's one of those weird things where 
I love it. Uh, it's it's Tracy. She walks by the camera in the hall in the hallway, the grainy hallway. She goes up to the door of of Linda's room, and uh, I'm just uh, looking. You uh, get points for trying, huh? Um, uh, I I, I want to know the layout more of this house because Linda's um, and I love to. I actually just freeze framed it, looking at uh, Linda's room. Seems to be at the end of a hallway, um, and. And Tracy sort of, she goes up to the door and then suddenly kind of goes like, ah, like she forgot something and turns around with like a, oh, I forgot something, dummy face. Although, what would she have forgotten? Um, and it's great because Billy leaps up and I actually have it paused and Billy is almost in front of her with his hand, one hand on her left shoulder and she hasn't responded. Oh, but she does a pretty good response right there. Oh my gosh. Oh my uh, she only it's only for a second of scare I th I felt certain sorry everyone, sorry everyone I was watching that there um I felt certain that um you scared the shit out of me would have had Billy say something uh nice and crude that oily maniac um but no he doesn't and he's still he's still got the, they, they they're still wearing the guys are wearing the same things they were wearing all day so it's like, oh my gosh, this black mask demon leaps up who has this white uh, shirt with like a blue stripe, red stripe, blue stripe on each sleeve. Okay, that might be Billy. I don't know. Let's check. Check your head. That might be Billy. Um, I do like Tracy. There's there's something about her that has um. Uh, she she uh, she seems I don't know. I guess maybe smarter than Chris. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Um, I'm thinking when I think of Tracy, but but I kind of like that. Um, uh, she she's there and she enjoys it, but she kind of thinks it's baloney, and and I like the thought that maybe um, like she would have. I mean, because to me, I, in my mind, the three of these gals have been friends since childhood. That's why Linda is there. Um. That's the only reason why Linda would be there, and and Tracy and Chris uh, are obviously are much closer, uh, but but Tracy is like uh, less interested in the BS. She likes, I think she likes Billy because um, uh, Billy's. Uh, well, she well she talks about Tommy. Tommy seems just seems like a doofus to me. Billy seems a a bit uh, hunk hunkier, I guess. M maybe a, maybe a jerk, but he seems a bit like he seems a bit more sort of fit and and such than than um than Tommy. So I think maybe Tracy's just enjoying her fun, having some fun. You know, I hey I you know let's do it, do it, Tracy. Have a good time. Just just be safe, be safe, and. Yeah, they're they're there, and I love that he has this Budweiser um, uh, belt. And what time is it now? I don't. I could. I couldn't even begin to tell you what time. I mean, and in my mind, I would say it's at least past eleven. Um, and it's it's great because it's a slumber party that doesn't give you like doesn't doesn't give you a, sort of a temporal spot that it's in. You're, you're never quite sure what time it is and what's going on i mean you imagine forever evil is maybe the late movie or i don't see a vcr there so i, I don't think it was something they rented it must have been on tv but yeah i like this i like just sort of dislocation of all of this you know where is everyone in relation to everyone else you know where is scott hmm where's scott you know and where's the killer is he still in no he can't be still 
he can't still be in, in, in the bedroom because Chris looked everywhere. She would have seen him. So he must have... But then the killer went in and looked at Chris when she was in the shower. Did he hide in that room, maybe, that you see in the shower? There's a door in the shower and they don't open it? Maybe that's where the... I, I thought maybe that was where the toilet was. I don't know. But there's such a dislocation throughout all of this. Like, where is everybody in relation to everyone else? You know, I always like... One of my one of the things I always love, and this, this is probably why I love Wes Anderson films, is because he has a tendency to give you the layout whether it's the um uh the uh the brownstone in, in royal tenenbaums or the or the or the the ship in in life aquatic with steve zisu you know he gives he gives you he shows you the playing field as it were and then you go i don't i forget i don't know if he does that with grand budapest but i feel like you get a pretty grand overview of grand budapest <laughs> um but but I, I like when you get, like, here's the playing field. This is here, this is there, this is here, this is there. I also like when they show you the playing field from, like, an exterior and then refuse to lay it out. Sledgehammer is the best example of that. The Pryor Brothers film, you see everyone pull up to this huge country home, and yet the entire movie is set in these claustrophobic little rooms and little hallways and things and that don't match what the house would have been. So it's so, it's disorientating. I, I think it is. Um, you might think it's dumb. Oh, you shouldn't think it's dumb. I think it's fun. But I, that's why I love Last Slumber Party because it's like, okay, where is this hallway? I, I don't know where this staircase is. What's going on? What's happening? Where are we? Oh my God. What's, oh my God. And, and there's kind of a constant like, We've got the living room. We've got the bedroom. Later on, we'll add the kitchen. But that's kind of, we've got the foyer, you know, and, and that's kind of, we just have these spaces and then these indeterminate spots in between the spaces, which I just love to bits. Woohoo! So that is minute 33, correct? Yes, minute 33. And we are going to, I went off to another place right there. Um, and uh, yeah, listen. 